0: Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast, I'm Andy Mittam, and this podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan is a Salford Red, opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. I'm stood here on the other side of the world, in the most isolated city in the world, five hours from the nearest big city. I'm in Perth, Western Australia. It's the fourth biggest city in Australia. It's raining and I'm surrounded by Mancunians, not Mancunians who've travelled here, but Mancunians who've emigrated here. Uh, all hardcore United, known a lot of them for a long time. One of the few who was born in Manchester, but left at a very early age. His Mark, he's a subscriber to United We Stand. Welcome to United We Stand podcast. Thanks Andy. Nice to be on. So, you're born in Manchester,
1: you moved out here age Na- 4. Yeah, 1966. And best moment as a Red? Best moment as a Red because it was such a long time coming. Was the league title in 1993. And have you ever lived back in England? Yeah. Went back in uh, 1987, late 1987. We, I was living in London, uh, commuting up for the matches, season ticket holder. And um, we came back in uh, 2000. So, so you, you,
0: when you say your best moment, you're actually there when United won I, the league in 93?
1: I wasn't at Villa Park, but I yeah. was, uh, the next day I was at Old Trafford. For the yeah. game, yeah. uh, game against Blackburn. Describe the United support here in Perth. Uh, It's mixed, Uh, there's a lot of um, local Perth people that, um, and uh, and I know myself growing up in Perth, there's a different attitude, well, similar attitude, but uh, you probably describe the the locals as like scarfers, but we've got a lot of expats, uh, a lot of hardcore United fans who um, uh, don't show their colours. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing here. Yeah. So a lot of the lads who moved
0: out here very working class Mancunians that I've not seen any hint of red on any of them but nice. they all used to go to all the matches and then you, you've ended up hanging around with them lot
1: yeah yeah. they say working class and, I, and they are but I think they've come out here and made a better life for themselves because they're agree. all doing really well
0: I, I agree and some of them were telling me one lad's an electrician he's got a fantastic life here yeah. people who've got a trade Yeah. Uh, one of them said we traded in our soul for the sun which made me laugh and they don't regret moving here. They've got a great life, they live in nice areas. Their life is completely different to North Manchester.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely I'd say it's the best place that I can think of to bring a family up. Yeah. Uh, You've got all all the modern, everything modern that you want. Uh, And I suppose now with the technology, they're still in touch with people back home as well. It's the people that they miss more than anything. Has
0: that made a big difference, technology? I think so, yeah. you from FaceTime and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Yeah. What about the
1: local team here, Perth Glory? Would any of you go and watch them? A lot of the lads do. Mm. Um, when I first came back from England, I, I, went, I went a few times. Um, but I spent 13 years watching United at one of their peaks and it, I just I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. You know, it, it, hard to explain. Well, it's not really it. It was like you can top just say quality. it's not as good, not as good yeah, it was United. nowhere near as good You know, the quality wasn't as good um, But at the time, uh, it was a different league then And Perth Glory were doing really well Biggest crowds in Australia And then they changed the league It took them 14 months to sort the, the new league out And by that stage, the, the balance had tipped back to the Eastern States Which is yeah, generally the sport the way they like it Remember it know? being,
0: they were getting 15,000 there, weren't they? Average yeah, Perth Glory yeah. How are you feeling about United right now?
1: Right now, United. Uh, right in this moment, I'm, I'm starting to get some hope back. Um, Had that gone last year? Yeah. I'd, uh, it was. We talked about a low point earlier, and uh, for me, uh, without a specific moment, uh, seeing a team that uh, just wasn't competing was, was very hard to handle, and I actually felt lost uh, as a United. Well, as a person, I felt lost. Just watching it, really. Yeah because there didn't seem to be any hope. And the, the players didn't look like they were pulling their finger out. Um, and I don't think they were uh, as dedicated to the club as some of the uh, players from yesteryear. And
0: how would you get United, We you stand? you get the printed, you get the digital?
1: Uh, up until recent years, I'd got uh, the printed version. Uh, but I've started on the digital now, mainly cost-effectiveness. And also, you get it quicker as well yeah. you know social media yeah blame the postman what's your job <laughs> yeah. they always blame the postman you know what it's what's like? your job I'm just interested yeah. what's your occupation yeah I'm a postie
0: yeah <laughs> I'm proud of it I know, you know? Uh, as you should be yeah. my dad worked uh, for the post office for a long oh, time
1: did?
0: yeah yeah he did in Newton Street in Manchester oh, I didn't know that yeah so yeah, good. he
1: worked a lot of time well thanks for joining us yeah thanks Andy we've,
2: we've got the end for at least third at least third with a trophy as well But a cup you know, we've got to start winning competitions again. It's been six, seven years since we won a cup competition, and you have to earn the right to do that. You know, what I mean, we are Manchester United. It's not just given to you. We have to earn the right to do that. But just, to, just to see us challenge, challenge against the top teams, uh, and be more attacking. I think that's that's better football. More attacking, more display, and see where that takes us. Um, you shouldn't put a timeline off this so everybody says two or three seasons you know we might get off to a great start. you just don't know but you would say after looking at last season if we get it in Toronto to win a trophy well, that would be brilliant
0: this is Dennis Irwin speaking here this is bloody uh, United fans have gathered in uh, in the centre of Perth you know
3: any funny stories about Sir Alex come here come here mate this
0: is Leith, one of the main lads in the uh, the Perth Reds, north, north of the ref of Perth Reds because there's different, different groups of lads, tell
4: us about the United to put here mate, you're from, where are you from originally? Blakeler, uh, been here since 2008, uh, left about two weeks after the Moscow final, uh, yeah, came here to live, uh, one of the lads, Mark Rotter. He said, Cromer, you won't last 12 months, mate, because United's too much in your uh, in your veins. And I said, no, nah, mate, I'm done. I've seen everything. I don't care now. It's me, family. There's always that flag, United, kids, wives and all that, but sometimes it's uh, more important to uh, put your own life and your, your own family in front of United. So you've got three boys here? Yep. And your partner's from Manchester. Yeah, she was born in Beach Mount Hospital as well. Yeah. I have to say she's a bit old. She's uh, 12, 14 months apart, so she's the older one. <laughs> Why did you move here then, both of uh, Just honestly, I mean, it's, it's a cliche, but lifestyle. Lifestyle. Scanners. That's Brian Scanners. You'll, you'll know Scanners. Scanners was in one of the uh, famous... Uh, there's a photograph on the dresser's uh, Facebook page. That's Brian Scanlon, everyone will know him. One of the main United lads of the day. He was sat there with Coco and all the rest in 81 in Paris. He's just walked past and nodded me on the head and shouted Millwall. So yeah, it's just, uh, just a lifestyle thing. Uh, it is, I can't stress how good it is over there. Uh, the quality of life, the, the wages, it's expensive, but it's all relative. When I hear about six pound uh, six pound pints in Manchester, I'm paying twelve dollars a pint, but my wages are considerably higher than that. So for those we, you, you know, if a pint goes up from ten bucks to thirteen bucks, we're not bothered. So describe how your life changed from Manchester to being over here.
2: Uh,
4: it's just it's just this is going to sound really boring now, but it's just such a safe place to live. It's just it's just, it's just a different world. Uh, oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't want to uh, like slag off Manchester and all the strokes and all that and all the little rats on the corner and all that but we just don't have it here. We just don't and to be fair I got to a point in my life where I just enjoyed being abroad I just enjoyed that different culture I of, thought I'd sat in a glass of wine or just a beer in the evening and just watching the kids play and I just thought you know, there's more to, there's more to it than just living in Manchester. We're in one of the main squares here in Perth.
0: It's a rainy day. There's police watching on with very little to do. They did plan the local council to let the fans of all the four competing teams meet up and even walk to the stadium. Somebody pointed out that Leeds United and Manchester United fans were like oil and water and it wasn't a good idea. There were even issues with um, Palace and Villa as well. So that was quietly... uh, Bind has not been a good idea. There's a couple of hundred United fans here listening to Dennis Irwin, telling good stories about when he was a player. Dennis is one of the ambassadors on this trip, along with Brian Robson, Andy Cole, Albert Morgan, the former kitman, has also travelled. and They meet fans, they meet sponsors. They've done that in Bangkok, in Melbourne, and now in Perth. They'll fly straight back to Manchester on a charter plane straight after this game. All business class flight, taking the players back to Manchester. And we're talking now ahead of the game against Aston Villa. How are you feeling about United at the moment?
4: Yeah, it's looking good. Uh, I'm say, I'm, I'm impressed with Tanag. He's a coach. Uh, I've, co- I've coached myself uh, for about 12 years over here. I still play, but I coach as well. And I'm not saying that makes any difference, but I recognise the fact that you need a strong coach, you need a clear and uh, way to play, you need boundaries. And I just felt, you know, I just felt really that uh, he he seems to be the right man, but I've said this before, but he seems very, very clear on what he wants, which is good to see, very good to see with John, another lad who lives in Perth, another
0: person who's from uh, Manchester. Welcome, John, to the United We Stand podcast. Hey, Andy. I've heard you're a bit of a poet on the side.
5: Yeah, quite a little bit of a side hustle going on, um, writing poetry. About United, about football? Uh, I've done a couple of football ones, but uh, generally just observations. I've written poems about my hometown um, and done quite a bit for mental health and things like that but and obviously love. So Come on, read us a poem, Rad. Have you got any? to hand. Alright, so What's this one about? This this poem is called Going Back on My Roots and it's about as a football fan you're only supposed to support the one team but we'll always support a Chelsea over Liverpool just because of the history that we've got going on. But coming from the north of England you know you would normally stand by your northern brothers and sisters and so this is called going back on my roots my northern English heritage has always been a source of personal pride I've always believed that I was born the right side of the north-south divide an industrial revolutionary raised from the stock of the working classes a staunch belief in equal rights human rights and justice for the masses So as a man of principle, it's hard to ditch my northern sisters and brothers, to head south of the border and stand by side by side with southern others. But the thought of shrill scouts' voices rattling round my head, singing, you will never walk alone, fills my heart with dread. Therefore, on the 1st of June, this Mancunian son won't give two hoots about his Northern English heritage or his Northern English roots. I'll be cheering on Pochettino's boys, resplendent, all in white, as they take on and overcome Jurgen Klopp's red shite. So that's about
0: 2009 Champions League final.
5: It is, yeah. Fingers crossed at Tottenham Hotspur, a crowned European Masters as the mickeys crying cry into their scarves To the tune of You Scouse bastards You Scouse bastards You Scouse bastards And unfortunately Liverpool beat Tottenham mm-hmm. But I wrote a poem ahead of that Just to, you know
0: You'd have to sit in the stadium and watch it mate I did Yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> The fella next to me was a Liverpool fan He started crying I just thought, oh mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. Oh no, oh yeah, no yeah, yeah. You said yeah. something to me uh, before Which really struck me That you're trading in your soul for your son moving here.
5: Yeah, sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, fortunately, like I said, there's also a a huge expat population of uh, people from Manchester. And, uh, and so, you know, we meet up on a regular basis and, and we still have that, that connection and all of that magic going. But uh, you, there's always an aspect that you're going to miss, you know what I mean? It was my home for 39 years, so... Uh, does this feel yeah. like home now? Good place to live? Yeah, I really like it here. Um, you know, on the back of the pandemic, we were really fortunate in that we sort of skipped over it sort of thing. Um, and so we live in this tiny pocket uh, of, of a massive country on the opposite side of the world. Uh, our nearest capital city is in Indonesia. Yeah. It's not in Australia yeah. sort of thing. Uh, so we are really quite isolated. And when I first came here, I found that quite daunting, but I've actually come to terms with it. And I think, you know, we live in a really chilled out place. We've got beautiful beaches, beautiful weather, and uh, it's not a bad place to be. How technology helped? The internet, like FaceTime and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, massively. So um, uh, I still keep in touch with a couple of cousins back in England. We FaceTime all the time. Um, my cousin Nat's a Mad United fan she's got five kids her youngest uh, plays in Manchester United's academy uh, Connie Johnston oh, which is ele- she's 11
0: brilliant so, how are United going to do this season finally?
5: Um, mate as long as we start being more cohesive playing with more attitude giving 110% I'll be happy we don't need to win the Premiership, but let's let's get back to our roots and let's start playing attacking exciting football
0: brilliant so with clive right
5: yeah yeah where are you from salford whereabouts in salford little,
6: little Alton. little Oldland. yeah happy monday's territory happy Mon- yeah been here for 23 years and liking the life poor rider rest in peace yes
0: there's a recent news we got while we well, were out here um, why did you move out here clive
6: well for a better lifestyle um Better weather, uh, better place to bring up children, but I still miss Manchester. Dear, what yeah. do you miss? I miss uh, going out in the city centre, I miss my football, and I miss my Northern Soul, but I've still got some of that here. So you're into
0: Northern Soul? Love it, yeah. And you go to like Wigan Casino I and used stuff? used to
6: go to Wigan Casino, Blackpool Mecca, the Ritz in Manchester, Manchester. Uh, But there's northern soul venues here that i go to as well which is good so So. there's a northern soul following in in perth there is yeah
0: all you you trade all the old records and stuff you have nights
6: yep trade me records buy records uh and everybody's from the north of england and there's quite a lot of united fans never knew that so
0: to someone listening to this who doesn't know anything about northern soul music maybe a younger listener
6: tell us what it is it's a little bit like Motown, black American music by unknown artists and it's got a certain dance beat to it. Fast? Very fast. The songs are like two minutes long each, aren't they? Two minutes, 30 seconds and that's about it. So yeah. And this swept through the north of
0: England in, when was it at start,
6: started in the like, 70s? It like, well mid 70s and it started in Manchester in 19, about 1970. Um, and then from there it just grew and grew and it's bigger now than it's ever been so yeah a lot of that
0: music came out of Detroit and Chicago like the house music which had came into the Hacienda the generation after
6: yeah so that's it's good it's it's just nice to have a good music thing to follow so yeah really love it how often would you go back to Salford Uh, I've not been back for two years going back next week uh, looking forward to it in a way. Uh, the simple things in life. I'm looking forward to the Greg's Pasty A Greg's Pasty Yeah. What else? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yates' Wine Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Dozily yeah. beef things. sandwich and Yates's. Yeah. That's, those are the things that you miss. Yeah. You know. No, I'd
0: agree if I've not been in Manchester for a bit, I've come through the airport, going to Greg's, get a sausage yeah. roll.
6: Yeah. You can't beat it. So, but you can't have everything in life, you know, and that's why we came to live here. What was your high point as a Red? Oh, it's got to be the year of the treble. Were you so, going to games then? Yeah, I, I don't think I missed many games that year. Yeah. Uh, I was there in Barcelona. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, always followed them. Started going with my dad in 63. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was got to high school, then I was going with my mates, went everywhere watching them. So still enjoying. How old now, you? I'm now 63. Oh, well. so, Don't look it. Yeah, look 73. No I'm joking. Yeah. You look younger. But yeah, great. Just it's life. Once it's in your blood, it's there for life. You can't shake it off. Yeah. You just. And when you moved here, were you attracted to the sports that are popular here? Eh? No, cricket, rugby, AFL, still still watch, still watch local football. Yeah. So, I watch the local team, Perth Glory, who yeah. United played three years yeah. ago. Um, and I've been going there ever since we came to live here. Um, How much is tickets to watch them play? About $30. So it's cheap. It's yeah. quite cheap, yeah. Um, the football is very poor standard, um, but I enjoy the day out. It's the camaraderie with the boys. And the boys that I go and watch it with are all from Manchester. A huge Mancunian population there, isn't there? Biggest in the world, I understand, outside of Manchester. But funnily enough, the boys that I watch the football with here are all blues. The local football, really? Yeah, yeah. But we talk football, but not Manchester football. Yeah. I'm like that with we're some tra- of my
0: City mates Yeah We draw just, the line Just never talk about football Which no. is bizarre yeah. <laughs> Some of my best mates Yeah
6: Just
0: never talk about football yeah. It's yeah. Uh, that's just how it is Of course it is Suppose we're not going to find we much don't, common ground
6: No And we don't want to fall out No So
0: No United or City can win the league And we won't even say anything to them Nothing no. Just ignore it happening Yeah Completely Just like
6: it doesn't happen
0: Yeah 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 And like they would have said in years gone by are you out next week no we've got a Barcelona for the final yeah whatever just just yeah. no comment on it just blanket no. it that it's even yeah. happening yeah yeah. funny isn't it? it's a funny old world and derby days just
6: when well, we to see them they'll be in the ground yeah 50 metres away one of my favourite derby days was the one when it was the 3-3 draw with Sammy Mattel Ryan made his debut Wow! Well, I thought Sam. you were going to say
0: when McLare scored twice in 91, but you're going back even longer. So, Sammy, yep. yeah, it was Sammy's debut, wasn't it? Yeah. I think he crashed a car in the week before, a couple of weeks before. He I had think a he, did. Yeah, he, he did, yeah,
6: he did, yeah.
0: Top man, Sam. I like Sam. Yeah, Lifting, uh, but that was a great day out. Yeah,
6: so. and your friends and family are in Little Hulton? Uh, no, not really, no. All my family... Uh, They're all in, uh, spread out all over the world. I know. Yeah, I've got cousins in America and uh, a couple of cousins over here. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's a small world in a way. Yeah, becoming smaller. What was Little Hulton like to grow up in? Uh, It was good at the time, yeah. It was was uh, a
0: Salford overspill, originally. because it was built to house people who were moved out of the Salford. Yeah. Tenements. Yeah,
6: and, and so it was all brand new houses. There's quite a lot of open space as well. So as kids, there was plenty of places to, to run around and have a good time. Uh, but things have changed now. The world has changed. Kids have changed. You know, it's all technology. Uh, different world to what I grew up in. Tell so. us three Northern Soul Tracks
0: for uh, a non... Northern Soul fan to to listen to for
6: the first time three classics Uh, that's all a matter of opinion it's it's like anything in life, what one person likes another person doesn't like what Uh, are three songs that are regarded as Northern Soul classics Do I Love You, Frank Wilson which I don't particularly like Uh, Tainted Love Gloria Jones which is another I don't particularly like and the snake, Al Wilson. And people who don't know Northern soul think they are great songs.
7: What's your name? Phoebe. How old are you? Uh, 23. Where are you from? I was born in Bolton, but I am Australian. So you're Clive's daughter? I am Clive's daughter, yep. And um, yeah, that's about that. You're wearing a Manchester United I'm wearing United a Manchester United shirt. United shirt. Uh, me and dad do bonding by watching football. Every week, without fail, we go to Perth Glory, have some beers. Or just like watch Premier League at night, just chill. Yeah.
0: Are you British or Australian?
7: Uh, oh, I would say I'm Australian, but... Bolton's not in Australia. Bolton is not in Australia. But I have a bit of an English accent, just a little bit.
0: And an Australian one me. And an eight. Australian
7: accent too. <laughs>
0: so would you get up in the night to watch Manchester United
7: yeah dad makes us does it? this is
0: fantastic <laughs> this is really good parenting that's
7: such good did you
0: have any choice which team you supported no, none, none at
7: all one time when I was like little I vomited on myself and then my cousin is a City fan and only had a City shirt and I wore it obviously because I had vomit on my clothes got to the doorstep and dad was like you can't come in the house with that t-shirt on and I was like what do you mean? I've got vomit on my clothes and there's like no city shirts in this house and I was like okay message understood <laughs> you're
0: looking forward to the game today? yeah
7: so excited should be good I'm like wow good football for once who are
0: you your favourite players?
7: Um, love a bit of Marcus Rashford he's a bit nice um, old time players Ryan Giggs is my favourite player yeah
0: Giggs well he's he grew up very close to where you were born didn't he Ryan? did you know him? Yeah.
7: you knew him well I knew his brother, his brother.
0: you knew yeah. his brother yeah, yeah. yeah. when yeah. you um yeah growing up they're doing pretty well known when his dad played for Swinton didn't he he did yeah, yeah. so he do a well known um, prediction for United this season
7: mm, not very well but it would be nice if they got a couple of wins in but it depends who they end up signing really doesn't it you do to sign oh I feel like they've just missed everyone you know they haven't actually locked anyone decent in yet but they might have done they might have done secretly not told anyone
0: about no, it no no in terms of the players that we have signed they might turn out to be very good players oh. where do you think United will do this season
6: I'd be happy if they finished in the top four but I think we'll be the same as last season so probably six or sevens jeez
0: that's so. foreboding
8: <laughs> just
0: bumped into a couple of lads from the island of Ireland yeah, yeah
8: that's
0: Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland we've got loads of listeners and United We Stand readers in both of those places and I sometimes look at where the mags go out and it fascinates me you will have people paying UK postage, living 200 metres from someone paying European postage, which is a lot more, just either side of the border. Yep. You'll have people in cities like Belfast, from all sides of the community. You can have people on the Falls and the Shankill, both subscribers. I don't know how interconnected their lives might be these days. I think it's fantastic. Yep. I really do. And I've always felt that, and I've been over there loads travelled all around Ireland. And Manchester United is a unifying force in many ways in, 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 in that way. So where are you from?
8: I'm from Belfast myself.
0: OK. What's your name? David. And oh, you live out here? Yep, I've been here since 2012. Yeah, what's it like? Uh, it's normally sunny, but it's actually really bad weather at the minute. It's a bit Belfast <laughs> weather today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You've seen but the it's... film Belfast? Yeah, me? no, it's it was all right, actually. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I liked it. Reminded me how good Van Morrison is, actually.
8: Well, that's it. it. But that's the
0: way they used to live. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about United at the moment? bit more confident so hopefully hopefully they win
9: today and then we get a bit of momentum for the start of the season but it's better that they're actually gelling at the minute that's one positive encouraged by the new manager yeah yeah no definitely doesn't sort of not taking any nonsense at the minute but i think we still need a centre midfielder that's
8: priority. who would you like that to be well the jong is yeah. the, the, the key but yeah. i would still take someone else if he wasn't available they don't have anybody <laughs> yeah. what's your name? Uh, Declan where are you from? Kinnegad County Mead how long yeah. have you been out here? 2010 yeah. since 2010 yeah so a well, while 12 years what's so. so like, uh, it oh, like? I came over here at a time when there probably wasn't a lot of options around around the place from work in construction so in Ireland? yeah I was. say uh, the option was either Perth or Vancouver in, in Canada so I came to Perth and, and that would be pretty normal I, I had friends yeah. from, from Dublin in the
0: mid 90s who said we emigrating and that was normal for them and i know that the irish economy became very strong at times yep. but is there still a lot of emigration out of ireland
8: oh a huge amount yeah. um i've a, a pretty big extended family and a lot of my uncles and aunties would be normal but they would have went to america yeah. now and probably in the last 10 15 years it's it's australia canada but uh, where I'm there's think,
0: more opportunities where the money's
8: good um, yeah yeah it's it's pretty striking i remember when i returned back to ireland after a few years abroad and it was very evident that there was a, a real lack of people between the years of 20 and 30 year olds. So there was a lot of an older crowd where a lot of the that people of that generation and ilk had to travel for work. So it was, it's, a, it, it's pretty interesting. And it, probably if you're Irish, it's something that's probably more I don't know, common than, than most other probably countries But that real boom bust type scenario. But yeah, no, it's, it's all right. I like Perth, Australia. I've settled here. We've got the Australian wife and the house and the car and yeah, the cat two cats unfortunately so
0: you consider yourself uh, Irish first and foremost and yeah, the most yeah. yeah most
8: definitely yeah most <laughs> definitely yeah yeah. I, I don't think it's the mindset yeah you know I think working construction as well there's so many Irish people I work more with more Irish people than I do with Australians for the majority of the time I was here so I don't think I've really integrated too much into that Australian society and Australian football I don't know I've tried but it, it's not I still call it soccer but Football, it's not it's not that, or the Irish sports. It's very hard to get the grips with.
0: I think the Irish diaspora in North America alone, something like forty million people. Manchester, Liverpool, huge Irish populations, absolutely huge yeah. tra- traditionally, and um, the culture still re- really strong there. But I see where this podcast is listened to. It's like Manchester, London, Dublin, Cork, Belfast. You <laughs> know, Galway would have like more listeners to United We Stand podcasts and a lot of. Um, British cities yeah, that's yeah. Manchester United support isn't it
8: well our Ireland is split down the middle probably Liverpool. mostly Liverpool Man yeah. United supporters so that's a massive yeah. you have your sprinkling of Arsenal supporters in there from Liam <laughs> Brady all, but yeah.
9: and what's your name where are you from uh, my name's Shane and I come from County Cavan
0: so so. Cavan is north left
9: so it's sort of um, yeah it's in the Republic but just on the sort of northern end near, near the border so you've yeah. done to go yeah, not far from Donegal. Yeah. Yeah, How yeah. long have you been out here? Um, s- same as these guys, about here, about 11 years. So, Why did you move? Look, there wasn't many, many um, opportunities back then and lots of opportunities out here. And, you know, there's a big draw card, the sunshine. Um, you know, you can have a really good quality of life for the family. I guess the only thing over the last few years, COVID has been hard because, you know, we'd always have family out and, you know, we've got pretty strong connection with home and it's been hard not not seeing everyone and now I have young kids and they haven't seen the grandparents and extended families so look that's been hard but um yeah luckily things are starting to change in that in that that space so do you know many of the manchester lads
0: here because there's a, there's a huge bank union expat population there
9: yeah look i I've, i know i've seen a few uh, obviously through come across a, a few through work in that um yeah. Look, I've I don't know any sort of personally, but yeah, there's, I'll there's quite you to them there's all quite now. a strong
8: contingent.
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Finally, then prediction. Very
0: quickly, how will Manchester United do this season?
9: Uh, I'd would love to say top four, but I'm I'm struggling to see it. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see them do better than last year, and you know, top four would be nice. Honestly, fourth.
0: Yeah. It's raining been predicted for Manchester United to have, you know, you've heard some of the views on it, similar to last season. Jeez, I'll move on. Just before United play the final game in Australia against Aston Villa, I'm speaking with Simon Peach from the Press Association. He's done the full tour. Uh, He's been uh, filming, he's been working as a journalist, he's been covering the other teams as well. How have you found the whole tour, Simon?
2: Um... Probably the most open, certainly with United, that there has been... I think this is my fourth time I've done a tour with United. And it feels like the most open in terms of access and yeah. lines communications uh, with people in the club and the, and the players. We've spoken to more players, so it's been good on that side. And we've got to see firsthand the, 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 the work that Eric Ten Hag is doing on the training field and seeing the fingerprints of it on the team. So it's been good. I think, we're like yourself, we're all a bit tired and looking forward to going home well. to our families, but it's been well worth it. What have you been your
0: first impressions of, of Ten Hart? A, as a coach, uh, from the interactions you've seen, I know
2: you've been at training sessions, and B, with the media. Um, with the media, I mean, I think a little bit too much was made by some people of the unveiling press conference and his, the way he reacted with the media, and, and even his English, but I think his English then was fine, and I think he will keep journalists on our toes, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, maybe in two months' time I won't be saying that when he's ca- casing me off in a press conference, but... I've, I've been impressed by the way he's done the media. As a journalist, I've been pretty frustrated he hasn't been doing post-match press conferences, but that's just... Why do you think that is? Well, it, it, it's apparently because he just wants to focus on the football and everything. So, and, like, the work, I mean... And I do understand that to an extent, but he's going to have a bit of a rude awakening when Man United play Liverpool and there's 40 international rights holders there and a press conference and people asking this and that. So... I, I wish he had done press conferences, but again, that might be me being selfish. But as a coach, I've been really impressed by... And, and, and you hear this a lot. I think it sounds like Louis van Gaal really impressed on his first tour. And then obviously that didn't go as well as everyone would like. But I, I film, I've been to hundreds of open training across the world, different clubs, different managers. And this has been the most impressive that I've seen from any of them because... It doesn't feel like they're just going through the motions you're hearing him barking he isn't worried about it being picked up on camera and i don't think he's doing it for the camera either he's giving instructions he might be blunt he might say some rude words which then goes viral online but he's doing it to make the route better and play in his style and you can see promising signs look nobody's getting carried away with the results in the store but there's been promising signs of just like patterns of play and things and i've covered united since 2016 and throughout that time I've really struggled that there doesn't ever have been like a clear a clear plan that seems to last longer than a few games at a time United seem to win because they have better players they bludgeon teams rather than out-tactic them so I'm hopeful this guy will do a bit better Have you spoke to which players? It's a good question we sat down with Rafael Varane the other day myself and Simon Stone from BBC had It's a good raining channel.
0: really heavily now Wow yeah.
2: Oh my life there Wow are, United weren't expecting it to rain any, any more heavy rain. They told me about half an hour ago. Uh, and, I'm, yeah, the pitch was already dreadful. You were at the game yesterday, Leeds against Palace as well. It was cutting up there. Two Leeds players went down injured. Whether the pitch had an impact on that, I don't know. But, wow, that is...
0: Wow. Because, to add some context, there was a I think there was a pitch inspection and now it's raining really, really
2: heavily. Yeah, so Perth... When we were last here three years ago, it was very warm, 20, 22 degrees, sunshine, blue skies. Now, um, it's even Manchester would wince the rains that heavy. This morning, it was really bad, thunder and lightning, storms. It cleared for a few hours, but now it's absolutely coming down at a rate of knots, which makes me think, mm. was it Beijing? Was yeah. It in 2016, 2017, yeah. like that was my first tour, in it... Yeah,
0: weren't in the stadium, though, then, like, No. The... Yeah, wow, the rain is really heavy. I would just see the media changing in terms of the coverage of United because I've been doing these tours for decades and I've seen so many changes. Mm-hmm. I can remember radio journalists going on the tours. Mm-hmm. I can remember
2: the Sundays, the Sunday newspapers, mm-hmm. having their own little section. Yeah, the Sunday newspapers were in the first one that I did, so that would have been China 2017. Was 2016 was it? 16. 2016, yeah. sorry, 2016-17 just hurts me. I'm sure it hurts United fans because last time you won the trophy, but you robbed us of the EFL Cup. So when we're saying "us," you are you are a
0: Southampton fan. Yeah. And you your team played really well. And we lost in the final. Imagine the if we NFL had Virgil Cup. van Dijk. He was injured. Was he? Yeah, he was our captain. Anyway, I um, remember. But was it Bertrand? Played really yeah. well that day.
2: Bertrand, Romeo, Redmond did well. But, yeah. Uh, Gabiadini almost got himself a statue.
0: And that would have meant a huge deal to Southampton. Fans. Oh, it, it,
2: I was. We've only won ma- one major trophy in our history, and that was the FA Cup in 1976. So that did play? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get
2: into offside and stuff, but um, yeah, we had a bus already painted on because you have to do that in advance. You can't just spring it up on a Sunday, and we lost all the money on that. And yeah, it would have been massive, but. Um, yeah the way the media's changing. look, yeah, Sunday newspapers aren't here now. there's more fan channels there's some fan channels on the tour um, that have been I'm sure fans will have heard asking questions in press conferences and stuff, which is a very big change to anything I've experienced before. Um, and then yeah well as, as you said at the start of this, I've been doing a bit of everything I've been doing filming and filming and writing, so that that I guess is different to my predecessors. who would just be writers, just be writers. So my job title is chief football writer. But realistically, 70% of my job out here has been filming, I'd a... say. interesting.
0: How do you think United and Southampton, <laughs> when you have that one,
2: Just, will do this season? I'm, I am positive about United this season. I, I, I often am more positive than most people, and I don't so know You, you why. have
0: to cover United and England?
2: Yeah, so predominantly I cover Manchester United and England, uh, and I have done since Rashford's debut. Um, How many games do you go to in a season? Uh, About 75, 80 a season, I'd say. Uh, To be fair, about 25 of them, 20 of them are just because I want to go as a fan or watch my local non league teams. Um, But uh, I think United will do all right. I think that does include, there's quite a big caveat that they need to get midfield reinforcements, that they need at least one forward slash striker. Uh, I'd like to see them get a a right back even though I think Diogo Delo has been pretty impressive out here and and he's a really nice one of the lads I've spoken to out here and he was really nice and he does have talent Um, with Southampton who knows we appear to have signed the best under 21 players around but um, yeah we did that before in 2008 in the championship we signed a bunch of youngsters and we got relegated the only one that was any good of that batch was this lad we got from Strasbourg for 1.2 million
0: Morgan Schneiderlin Morgan Schneiderlin who I
2: yeah should probably never have left
0: Big, uh, big Strasbourg fan, and uh, yeah, yeah, I went to see him, and he told me his life story. And Southampton came out of it really, really well. Manchester United less so. <laughs> Everton definitely less so. Yeah. And he's at Nice, who yeah. are doing very well, owned so. by Britain's richest man. Hello, Jim, <laughs> and uh, we're probably a, a power in European football. Yeah. Thanks for your time. No worries. United drew the final game to all with Aston Villa, leading two 0 Played very well in the first half, less so the second. But I'm going to ask James Ducker's opinion on this. James is a very good journalist, covers Manchester United really? and other football clubs. Yeah, you're all right. I'll give you some backing there. And, uh, cheers for talking to United. We stand. What have you made of this tour?
3: Uh, I think it's been very encouraging. Um, liked what we've seen from Ten Hag. I think he's. I think for the players to have a sort of a manager who's like front and center stage on the training ground, and I think already, look, it's very early days. But I think you can see he's brought structure to the team. Certainly, in the way they 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 press from the front, I think they have been a bit more patient in the build-up. Uh, I and mean, you have seen that with a lot of the drills. I mean, how many times did you see United go down one side last season and just give the ball away? He wants obviously to see some encouragement in the game but they're also being pretty incisive and sharp and they've got the build-up from the back quite well um the the front three have dovetailed, dovetailed very well Mar- Anthony Martial's had a great tour Jadon Sancho has looked like the Jaden Sancho you want to see I think Bruno Fernandez had a good tour I think Fred's done pretty well clearly playing that high line I do I, I it would be very interesting to see how they cope in the Premier League with it. There's obviously a lot of spacing behind the fullbacks. They don't have quick centre halves. I think that is a concern. They've been exposed a couple of times in games. Uh, I think that will be a challenge. It'll be interesting to see if he does adjust over the period of time or whether someone like Martinez makes a, a big difference there. But I think I think given where they were last season, Andy, I think I don't think Anyone of the club or any fan could probably have asked for more. It doesn't mean that they're going to finish in the top four, it's going to be a massive challenge. Um, but it's been an encouraging sight, and there's already feels like there's more cohesion and structure to the setup. And, uh, and also, it's been entertaining. I mean, like the goals it's pre-season I've, I've seen United play well in pre-season before and then I've basket case seasons but um, they've been really entertaining I mean there have been some really really slick team goals from front to back uh, and I think if he look Ronaldo's a curveball Frankie de Jong's not in yet there are there are clear issues I would say if they get a de Jong in they get, a, get another forward in they keep Ronaldo and he's in the right frame of mind could actually have a decent first team I'm not sure that there's a squad depth there, um, so that that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, it's been an encouraging start, and only a start.
0: Have a safe trip back to Manchester. I asked for two minutes of your time. Unprompted, you spoke for two minutes, forty-one seconds. I'm good at talking, though, mate. Where will United finish <laughs> this season? Finally,
3: the hard I, one, is it? <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very hard one. I think if they start really well, then. That, that could have a huge, a huge impact. For me, City will win the league. I think Liverpool will still, even though I look at their midfield bit of issues, I still think they'll run them the closest. Uh, but, but Chelsea and Spurs, I think, are going to be hard to, to get past in third and fourth. So I would say maybe fifth at the moment. But if they, finish, if they start the season really strong, then maybe they can finish top four. Safe trip.